We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Trevor Lane here. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a night it was last night. The NBA draft still in recovery mode here around the NBA front office show. But we're going to break down everything that happened in the draft. A lot of activity, a lot of trades. We'll talk a little bit about what may be to come here as we go through it all. Settle in because this is usually one of our longer shows of the year as we break down all of the fallout from the draft but hopefully this gives you plenty of stuff to listen to over over the long weekend right yeah absolutely we're going to touch on all 30 teams here uh some of them we will literally touch on and say they did nothing and we will move along (laughs) that's right um with them but we'll try to incorporate some of the new stuff as we go for just example the brooklyn nets did nothing at the draft but we know there's some swirl around them so we'll, we'll talk little. that briefly yeah just a little bit <laughs> only a little <laughs> bit of drama that could change the entire nba that's um all. but yeah that's all nothing big uh but we'll we'll hit on all 30 teams you know as we go through this uh some teams will obviously spend more time on than others uh and get into it uh there were uh, i think the way it's going to break down there were 19 total trades uh, in the draft. So, um, you know, good active, um, just wasn't a lot of, uh, veteran players moved there. Mm-hmm. And some of the ones that were, we already knew about like Jamichael green, Jeremy Grant, Christian and those Wood. kind of things. Yep. Yeah, Christian Wood, Exactly. Yeah. It was like Kemba Walker, D'Anthony Melton, Danny green. Like those were the guys that, that got moved, um, yesterday, uh, during the draft. So we'll go through that, but first shout outs to everybody who joined us on the live show amazing yeah that was fun uh, we had a blast we had so much fun if you stuck with it all the way to the end you saw us uh get get a 50 dollars what we're calling now a donation because we're, right. we're gonna we're gonna turn around and spin it off to charity uh from uh, i believe it was from new zealand sam from yeah. new zealand yep I uh, said, if any three of you, because uh, Sean Davis joined us on the live show to help us with the draft prospects a little bit, said if any of the three of you nail who the Lakers pick at thirty-five, I'll do I'll, I'll do a 50, 50 bucks for you guys. And Sean came through, it. and Sean, uh, yeah, Sean nailed it. Been Max Christie uh, to to the Lakers. So we all thought we'd blown it because we were convinced Jaden Hardy uh, was going to be the guy, but it, it didn't end up going that way. And uh, so. Shout out to Sean and shout out to Max for keeping his word. And we're, we're going to make sure that gets off to uh, some that local L.A. charity, uh, ideally something that helps like sports equipment for needy kids or something like that. But, yeah, we we, we had a blast. And then my other piece of the draft, um, just personal piece, the draft falls 
every single year, either on or around my wife's birthday. <laughs> so oh. she hates it with a passion. She she does not like to draft. Uh, so we're going to cram in as much work as we can today and uh, tonight <laughs> so we can uh, celebrate her birthday uh, tomorrow in, uh, in style. So it'll be a, be, be, be a long, fun day today. But yeah, well, let's get into it. Want to start with the Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Let's start with the Hawks. So I'll put up the the draft list here in terms of who who made what pick and and all of that, so we can take a look at that. Uh, I know the Hawks were at, at sixteen, wound up with AJ Griffin. Uh, I mean, the, there was a lot of chat around the Hawks moving John Collins, and at one yeah, point it sounded like they were going to move him before the night was through, and then suddenly that shifted. Obviously, they didn't get what they wanted, uh, and so they wound up hanging on to him. I still think he'll be somewhere else before this crazy offseason comes to a, a halt. But uh, what did you think about the pick of, uh, of A.J. Griffin for the Hawks? Yeah, I, I think it's good. I think A.J. Griffin was a little bit of a slider. I, I think he, he dropped a little bit further. I thought he was going to go uh, you know, maybe somewhere five, six picks higher, 10 to, to 12 range uh, for him. They got him at 16. That says to me they're open for business on wings as well. There's a lot of stuff coming out of Atlanta that maybe Kevin Herter is the guy who gets moved on from. Mm-hmm. That that's interesting because I think he could help an awful lot of teams um, that are looking. I mean, for example, if that's where Boston wanted to go with their their trade exception, uh, that would be a great get for them to to get Kevin Herter because I think he'd fill you know a ton of boxes uh, for them as far as a shooter and a guy who can do some stuff uh, in likely what would be a bench role uh, for the Celtics but we'll get to them in a minute the yeah I like the AJ Griffin pick though I think I think it's good I think this is uh, this is a way you kind of roll over the wing position a little bit and get get a little younger whether it's Herter Bogdanovich somebody is going to get moved out of that wing group uh, in Atlanta I gotta imagine yeah, and, and you know what? The demand for wings is high around the NBA, so I have to imagine there's going to be plenty of takers if they do decide, whether it's whether it's Herter or somebody else, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for them mm-hmm. to move some of these players. Yeah, and then uh, in the second round, um, they they uh, traded and took a little bit of cash. They, they got rid of Ryan Rollins, mm-hmm. um, who they drafted at 44, but they brought back Tyrese Martin. Um, so Martin's the guy going to Atlanta. That was a trade with the Warriors. Uh, Martin, another wing-sized guy. Um, he, he might be, because he was picked at 51, maybe a two-way uh, player for for the Hawks, meaning on a two way contract, not a you know offense defense two way, but certainly capable of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think think that that may be where that one ends up. Uh, also, so we'll we'll see. But it's uh you know we're we're not going to spend a ton of time breaking down each individual no. player because um, God, the show is going to be long <laughs> enough as it is, um, especially in the second round. But we will mention you know what what they did uh, sure. in the second round. So that kind of closes the door. For now, but I'm with you, John Collins. I think that's that's the, the big move. We're going to be watching that uh, over the next, uh, you know, uh, week or so. Here, I don't. Now, I think he'll get moved. You know, officially moved after the league year changes over. Just you know, hard to make a trade now. But, right. um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I do think best way to put that, I guess, is opening night. Um, John Collins will be playing for a different team. He'll be in a different uniform. Yep. 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 Good way All to right. put that. And. Uh, Who's up next? We have your Boston uh, your Celtics. Boston Celtics. Yeah. We're going to make this one super quick. busy night. Yeah, busy night. Yeah, they drafted one player at 53, J.D. Davison out of uh, Alabama. He is a super hyper-athletic guard that can't shoot, and he turns the ball over a lot, so he fits in perfectly with the Celtics. Um, 
in their their uh, guard guard mix uh, there. But yeah, I mean, this is just this is an upside shot. See what this kid can do. He's a very um, highly rated kid coming out of school. He's he's tough. He's super aggressive. Um, there there's a highlight that's going around. Uh, we'll get to him. But Walker Kessler, who was drafted uh, by Memphis, traded to Minnesota, big time, uh, big seven foot shot blocker. Um, there's a uh, clip of Davison throwing one down on him where he like drove cock it cocked it back and then just hammered on Kessler. So people are excited about that. But my guess is two way player, maybe even a uh, domestic drafted stash in the D. Uh, G League, and people were a little bit upset. I saw the Celtics looked like they were trying to having to have to kind of defend themselves for not using their um, their trade exception. Yep, a um, little bit. Yeah. I saw that a little bit of that going on around around the Twitter sphere as well as in the, in the comments uh, afterwards. But uh, that I mean, can still use it. Doesn't mean yep. that it's it's gone just yet. Yeah, and I think Brad Stevens, when he did his uh, post draft, uh, basically said like, "Hey, we just we didn't have anything we liked today, but we've right. got a list of guys. We're going to keep going through through that list." And I think you know, had you used it early, then maybe something like Kevin Herter comes available later. You're kind of kicking yourself because, geez, you know, maybe we should have waited. So you know, there's there's no problem. They've got till July 18th. So uh, there's no, which is really not July 18th. It's really more like July second or third because yep. things will be done by then but but yeah they, they'll they, my guess is they'll still use that um they've talked about it so much that if they don't people <laughs> people are gonna riot and throw a fit uh going absolutely crazy about that all right moving on brooklyn yep. nets nets did nothing at the draft zero no picks nothing but we would be remiss if we didn't mention so Swirl is Kyrie Irving. We've talked a lot about that already. Um, yep. There's a lot of stuff that um, came out yesterday, Woj, throughout the course of the draft coverage reporting. It looks like Kyrie might truly be done uh, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And then Shams, uh, you know, kind of adding in on top of that, then Kevin Durant is evaluating what he wants to, to do. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because it's going to be pure. That, that could be a whole, that could be a whole show. <laughs> but I do think, you know, this is now super interesting yeah. to, to watch. This is no longer just a they're going to resign, resign Kyrie and, and move uh, situation. This is this is a you know we're, we there's stuff now. Who has the leverage here? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, because hmm, Kyrie, Kyrie's going to have a say in where he goes. Yeah, whether whether he opts out and is a free agent or he opts in and he has one year on his deal. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's. He's got power there. Kind of equal still. I I I think he yo he's he needs got the, the Nets help. Yeah, that's it, right? He he's still got the leverage because he's got the option. He can kind of control things, but he does need the Nets help if he wants to get somewhere other than we already talked about it. Like maybe he does say, eh, all right, I'll do the you know taxpayer mid level somewhere because he's Kyrie. You know, if anybody's gonna do it, maybe he does, but I don't think he does. So yeah, I, I would say it's 50-50. You know, and it's so no, in the Nets. no leverage. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's in the Nets' best interest to work with him, right? Uh -huh. Because then you get something back yes. um, as well. So um, Yeah, what you don't want to do is go and, and make him super offended to the point where he'll just go, fine, and just to spite you, exactly. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a taxpayer mid-level or something crazy like that. Yep. Um, all right, we want to move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Charlotte Hornets, and guys, we're we're doing this roughly alphabetical by city, but we will jump around a little bit. This will be a spot where we'll do a little bit of jumping around. Uh, the Hornets entered the night with three picks. Uh, they had uh, 
uh, Jalen Duran um, was drafted with the 13th pick. We're going to get into what happened with him. Oh my gosh. Uh, quite the odyssey. <laughs> um, Mark Williams was drafted with the 15th pick. He stuck in Charlotte. And then Charlotte drafted um, Josh Minot or, or Minot. Um, they traded him uh, to the Minnesota Timberwolves for um, the draft rights to Bryce McGowan. So that one's simple. So let's, let's go back. Um, Let's start with Mark Williams, and then we'll get into the Jalen Duran part of it. Um, does that pick. sound good? Yeah, the, the Mark Williams pick. So, I mean, just a great pick for yeah. a Hornets team that badly needs a center. We talked about it a little bit last night. If you get him, I mean, ideally, you're getting Robert Williams, essentially, with you know maybe a little bit more shooting range. That's that's what you're hoping for here. And if that's what he turns out to be, the Hornets are in really good shape. They've needed a big man. They can do the things that he can do. This is It's just one of those picks where you went, Yep, that makes all the sense in the world for hit this player to go to this team, the player, the team, great, great fit. Lob threat for Lamelo. Yep, in the transition game, pick and roll game. Uh, Gordon Hayward's also a guy who can find uh, lobs. Assuming he's there, he's still there for now. So we'll operate under that assumption. Um, Terry Rozier likes to throw lobs, but I, uh, I still have uh, PTSD from him throwing lobs that were nowhere close from his time with the Celtics. But I do think. Um, I'm going to put an over under on Mark Williams as the Hornets starting center of Christmas. I, oh, I think by Christmas like he'll, be, he'll be their starter. Um, I just think they're going to transition pretty quickly, whether Mason Plumley is there or not into, Hey, let's, we got to get the kid on the floor more and I'll play him. So yeah, I like that one. All right. So, so Jalen Durant. Yeah, there was, <laughs> this one was was crazy uh my favorite tweet of the night was jake fisher's tweet of i honestly don't know where he's going but he is being traded <laughs> like i loved it so much because it was like i it, i've it, gone through this trade a few times i mean i yep. st i'm still trying to figure out exactly how all of these pieces are going to all these different places this was and moreover i mean and we'll get to the knicks in a bit how you executed all of that in the moment, because I don't feel like all of that could have been planned out ahead of time. I don't. Yeah. Good, good Lord. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So let's break it down because that's right. what we do here. Right. So let, let's go. So to start this chain, because this trade involved the Knicks and the Pistons, um, but it actually started with the Pistons trailblazers trade. Um, and we'll get to, to, to that. We're not going to break down the Jeremy Grant trade because we did a whole yeah. special show on that one. Um, but that's where it started. So the Pistons, when they traded Jeremy Grant to the Trailblazers, he went into the CJ McCollum trade exception. Um, that created a new $20 million trade exception for the Detroit Pistons. Then kind of paused, right? So we're now we're there. The next Set a transaction was the New York Knicks drafted Usman Jang uh, at number 11 and then swapped him to the Oklahoma City Thunder for three future first round picks a 2023 protected Denver pick, 2023 protected Detroit pick, and a 2023 protected Washington pick. Then New York turned around and swapped the 2023 Denver pick uh, that they got from the Thunder. With four second rounders, I'm not going to go into all the details, just four of them, an overwhelming amount. And they sent those to the Charlotte Hornets for the draft rights to Jalen Duran. Jalen Duran was then sent to the 
Pistons, along with Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker went into the Jeremy Grant trade exception that had been created earlier. Knicks will briefly create a trade exception for Kemba Walker that'll last for the next uh, about six days. And then that will go away as well on July 1st. So since we're on the Hornets, <laughs> theoretically at least, um, let's close out with them. They get a 2023 Denver first round pick. Um, that pick, not great, but not any worse than what they gave up. It is exactly. uh, lottery protected. Denver's going to make the playoffs, so they're going to get it uh, next year. Um, you know, probably somewhere in the twenties. So, but and then they also got four, <laughs> four whopping four yeah. uh, second round picks, which is which, you know just kind of banana stuff. And those have value, and that's that's just it. Like yeah. if you didn't, if you're the Hornets and you're looking at it, and you're saying Mark Williams is our guy. We know he's going to be there at fifteen. Jalen Duren here right now. We can trade this and we can kind of kick the can down the road and pick up a future mm-hmm. first, a first next year, not even that far down the road next yep. year. Maybe it's not quite as good, but we also get four seconds and seconds have value in the NBA. They're treated as currency. Sure. They're, they're traded like crazy. Yep. I mean, I, I, I think this makes, makes sense for the, for the Hornets to do, especially when they realize that Mark Williams would be there for them at 15. Mm-hmm. And we heard that the Hornets wanted to get off a little bit of money. Too. So now they don't have to pay the second first round pick, right? Because yeah. uh, that 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 comes off there. So so that kind of closes the book on the Hornets, I think. Um, you know, by they, we'll see what Bryce McGowan's becomes for them. He's kind of interesting in the second round, but you know, we're again we're not going to spend a ton of time on a lot of the second rounders. So, um, but yeah, there there we are. Um, so I'm just seeing a uh, tweets come through. Just want to make sure we don't go play your breaking news drop, but we do not. Okay. Um, all right. So let's go to, let's jump now. Let's go to the Detroit Pistons because um, mm-hmm. I think it makes sense to go to them next because they actually got Jalen Duran. Um, yep. They also drafted Jaden Ivey um, in, in the first round with the fifth overall pick after the Kings passed on Ivey. Um, from the trade with Portland, they also got Gabriel Porchita, um, who is coming over. Um, he, he is an Italian uh, player uh, who's going to come come over at some point not probably not this year uh, with that and then they're going to take on uh kemba walker's contract um and the all reporting is already that they will buy him out so essentially what they gave up to do this was the 2025 milwaukee first uh that they got from portland um not even a great pick right because it's top four protected if everything fell apart for the bucks anyway and the bucks let's face it in 2025 probably still going to be pretty good yeah. uh, with Giannis. it's not like Giannis is in his third mid 30s right um, he still should be pretty good so the pistons you know main thing here is they came away with Jaden ivy uh and jalen duran what are your thoughts i mean I, I think that's a really nice draft for them i think that um if you look at it this kind of comes close anyway to closing the circle on the Jeremy Grant trade. Essentially, mm-hmm. you traded yeah. Jeremy Grant in order to get this outcome, in order to get Jalen Jalen Durant. Now you still have a little bit of a, a trade exception left over with the the now that you've taken in Kemba Walker. Um, yeah. so maybe they can and do something to, there. To, sorry to interrupt, but to be clear, yeah. that'll also go away because they're going to go the cap space route. Right. Um, here in you know another six days. Um, but yeah, it's but yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's you know, it's technically there for a few more days yeah. anyway, but. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you're building out this team around youth and Jeremy Grant pretty clearly isn't the 1A guy, um, that's not really what he should be, and so you decide you're going to move on from him, 
could do worse than getting a guy like Jalen Duran. And I know I've seen a lot of uh, Pistons fans that are really excited now to have these two young guys added in to already already having what they've got. I mean, which is which is pretty good. When we talk Cade Cunningham, that that's a, a guy that can really be something here. And now you're adding these pieces with him. Uh, and I like I like the potential backcourt of Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham. That could be really yeah, exciting I do too. Yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That's two guys who can do a lot of stuff with the ball in their hands. And the City Bay can do some stuff with the ball, but a lot of their other guys are are uh, dependent players to have things created for them. And I think Bay's efficiency will go up when he's a little bit more of a spot-up guy. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of this. I think, too, with Cunningham and Ivy, either you can play them as your backcourt or Cunningham's got the size where you can slide him up to the three, Ivy to the two, if you wanted to play a play a point guard with them. Let's just say Killian Hayes does sure. come along, or they feel like, ah, we want to have Corey Joseph out there for the veteran hand, or something like that. You're they, they, the Pistons have a lot of lineup versatility now. So you know, slam dunk night, they think, uh, for Detroit, you know, all around. And that's that's good too, because remember, we had a little bit of questions like, did they get enough for Jeremy Grant? Like, right. you know, when you spin it all forward. Yeah, I think they did now. Yeah, and that was the the question mark was what are they going to do now with this space that they created and and it ultimately it turns it into into this and and I think they were fortunate too that the Kings uh, and we'll get to the Kings decided not to take Jay Nivey or didn't have someone trade up to get Jay Nivey because mm-hmm. I think he was very clearly the best player on the board uh, for the Pistons. I mean, I I would like you know how sometimes you see the war room camera. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen the Pistons war room when the Kings took Keegan Murray at four. Yeah. Yeah, I think, no, I think we would have you. seen a, a celebration going on. Yeah. Going, not Kinda to say like Keegan Murray, Murray is a bad player, but I think sure. Jaden Ivey is the player the Pistons were hoping would be there for them. You know, it feels a little bit like when the Raptors took Scotty Barnes and the Magic got Jalen Suggs. Now, sure. that obviously worked out fine for Toronto. Right. Scotty Barnes looks great, and I think Jalen Suggs will be good too. I, I, I do like Keegan Murray. We'll get there when we get to the Kings, so I don't. I have no problem yeah. uh, with them taking oh, no, him. No. But, but no, I think you're right. I think Detroit... I think two for what they were building. Jaden Ivey was the better fit. Yes. Uh, there. So yeah. Um, let's go back and let, let's close out the Knicks too, because because this this one should be pretty easy. The Knicks really what they came away with at the end of the night was a 2025 uh, Milwaukee first and those two extra firsts um, from uh, Oklahoma City. So and they're sitting on a Dallas first coming their way. So they got a bunch of picks um, and they're probably going to use up one or two of them, maybe to shed a little bit of salary. It looks like the Knicks, they now have about 16 million in cap space. And it looks like they're going to push to get to somewhere in the you know mid twenties, maybe even high twenties to make a run at what we assume is Jalen Brunson. That's truly what the Knicks walked away from the draft with was cap yeah. space. For, That's, for right that, now. That was for the immediate. Yeah. Yep. What was Absolutely. cap space. And we'll see what they turn that into. Maybe. I mean, does Kyrie opt out and they can offer him a max? Yeah. Can they get there? Can you move a few more salaries? Maybe that yeah. maybe that becomes the path. Maybe you're just going after Jalen Brunson, which, I mean, for reading between the lines, it feels more and more like, as much as Dallas is saying they're not concerned, they're not concerned, uh, it starts to be a little bit concerned. <laughs> there might be some concern, yeah. yeah. I'm starting to wonder if it might even be to, like, Dallas would have to get like really dumb and go like full max to keep yeah. them. Um, which I, I, again, I like Jalen Brunson plenty. I just don't like Jalen Brunson at $30 million. Um, I think that's, that's way over the top for him. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, that's going to be fun. My guess is too, that's an early deal uh, on, yeah. on uh, next Thursday. Um, you know, like by six thirty, we probably have a, have a sense of what's happening there really? uh, with that one. All right. All right. So that's, that closes up. So we jumped around a little bit, but, but 
it made sense with the way I those things are changed. We'll get to Oklahoma City later because they, they did a lot of other stuff in the draft. Um, all right, Chicago Bulls getting back into our alphabetical order. Um, one pick, Dalen Terry uh, out of Arizona. I like it. Big, you know, wing can do some stuff with the ball in his hands. Uh, can, can, you know, He's active. I think wing was a position of need. Uh, Lord knows they've got enough guards on that mm-hmm. team. Um, he's probably more of a guard than he is a forward right now, um, which maybe means Kobe White's on his way out. I tend to think I that's think probably. Does. Yeah, I think that's probably more tied to the the emergence of Io Desunmu last year um, as a very quality um, point guard for them. But but yeah, it's uh that's that's you know for now that's where we're at. They, Dale and Terry to the Bulls, and they're still. The, the rumors still persist that they're maybe Rudy Gobert, maybe something else. We'll, we'll see. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And, and Lonzo's injury has to be a factor, too, when we're looking yep. at guards and, and the Bulls and what they're going to do there. But uh, but again, yeah, I, I think there's been enough smoke around Kobe White being headed elsewhere. That That's yeah. probably what we see happen. And then you avoid the extension uh, you know, stuff with him, too, because who knows where that would go and th- those kind of things. So, yeah. All right. Moving on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers had, uh, let's see, they ended up with four uh, picks in the draft. They acquired one from the Kings uh, earlier in the day. Uh, they, they traded the rights to Sasha Vezenkov. Um, he is a player from Cyprus. Um, I might come over and actually play for the Kings. So we'll get to that when we get to the Kings section. Uh, but the, the Cavs in the first round, Ochai Abayi um, was their, their first round pick. Um, first senior off the board, only senior drafted in the first round. Um, and then they picked in the second round, Khalifa Jop. Uh, he's a big, young center prospect. He is going to stay um, overseas in Spain, it sounds like. And then, uh, let's see, going down, Isaiah Mobley was picked. Uh, Evan Mobley's brother. That's right. Um, so he, he sounds like he will be there. And then Luke Travers, um, a kid who was picked out of Australia, another young um uh, player there. He'll be 21 uh, before this season starts. We'll see. There seems to be some mixed reporting whether he'll be over or not. But I thought Cleveland did a good job of hitting some drafting stash, some stuff. And I think Abayi is going to help them. They, 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 the wing is the spot where they're lacking. And I think he's just kind of consistent and good. I, I don't know how much upside there is left because he, he's already 22. Um, but I, I just think he's a solid player. 
I think the biggest question mark for the Cavs coming out of this is what do you call the Mobleys together? Like, for example, we, <laughs> we call Kurt and Linda Rambis the Rambi in, in, in Lakerland. Um, is it the Broblies? Oh, I like that. Morbly? I kind of like Broblie. I like Broblies. Yeah, that, that okay. works for me. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll right, stick perfect. with that one. All right. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's my analysis of that thing. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> thanks, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor, everybody. <laughs> Guys, we, I, I, I'll tell you right now, we're punchy if you haven't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas didn't uh, end up having any picks in the uh, first round because they traded uh, that pick in the Christian Wood deal. Yep. Uh, that pick, just to close the door, and it ended up being Wendell Moore Jr. Uh, that pick was traded to Houston, then it was traded to Minnesota. Uh, flipped, we'll get to it when we get to Houston and Minnesota uh, there. But then they did um, get themselves into the second round and with a i believe it was yeah two future second round picks uh they they hopped in and they were the ones who picked up Jaden hardy out of the g league and i i like that for dallas i think mm -hmm. that's a really nice upside uh swing for them early in the second round yeah agreed um that was the guy we thought that was going to be the lakers pick because of the the clutch sports connection but um i, I think it's a good upside play for them and in the second round if you see a guy that you think has more value that is falling, then absolutely. If it costs you two future seconds to get it, second round is kind of a crapshoot anyway. So if there's a guy yeah. there that you think can be a hit, it's worth two seconds to go get him and then bring him into your program and see what you got. Yeah, I talked to three different people that I talked to where their teams had first round grades on him. So um, not super high, but they had first round grades in the 20s on him. And if you're getting uh, him at 37, you've, you've done well. Value. So, and then obviously the Christian Wood trade, we're not overlooking that, but we already broke all that down. Yep. I mean, you can find that uh, about a week ago uh, when that trade trade was made. Um, but just the details on it, it's Christian Wood to Dallas uh, for Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, Boban Young, Marjanovic, and then it was the 26th pick in the draft. Oh, close the books on that one. All right, Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets uh, had two first-round picks. Uh, they, they had one by the Jamichael Green uh, swap where they sent Jamichael Green in a future first uh, to the Thunder for the 30th pick in the draft. And then they had their own pick at 21. With their own pick, they drafted Christian Braun out of Kansas. And then with the um, 30th pick, they drafted Peyton Watson out of um, uh, UCLA. UCLA. Uh, the Christian Braun, kind of a wing shooter type not bad to have around Jokic, obviously. Yep. And then Peyton Watson is um, athletic forward. Uh, looks like he's maybe going to be, maybe eventually be a Jamichael Green-ish replacement. Um, I don't know that it'll be big enough to play the small ball five like Green did on occasion for the Nuggets, but um, but they're, you know, two good young players adding, you know, skill uh, to that roster and pro probably – the good news for both of them is that that team's deep enough that my guess is it's just a lot of development time coming for them. And they do have a G league team now too. So that's uh, important there as well. So they can assign guys to their own G league team. And then in the second round, um, they went and got uh, Ishmael Kamagate um, kid out of the Congo um, in France. Um, I, I, I believe Congo. I apologize if that's incorrect, but I know he's been playing in France. Um, but he is um, going to go to um, uh, Denver, but he's going to stay overseas. That's a second round draft and stash. 
So, I mean, I think Denver did a, did a solid job here. You always need wings, especially in today's NBA. You need wing players. Even if it, even if you get some that it takes a couple of years to develop, if they have to st- spend time in the G League, that's mm-hmm. fine. That's fine. If you're getting wings in with draft picks, you're getting them on these cheap rookie yep. contracts. That's a value because, let's face it, wings tend to cost a lot in, in today's NBA. There is a, a price premium for them. So I, I think if you're going to gamble on something in the draft, make it a wing because that's probably where you're going to get the most value. Agreed. All right, the champs, the Golden State Warriors, they had one of my favorite picks of the night, Patrick mm-hmm. Baldwin Jr. at 28. Um, this is a kid who was one of the top recruits in the class, had a very weird uh, year in college. He, he uh, decided rather than going to a traditional power, he went to Milwaukee uh, to play for his dad, and then he uh, immediately proceeded to get hurt. Um, and he went through uh, injury and illness all year long. Uh, really, really didn't have much of a year. Looked uh, pr- pretty poor. Um, but there's just a ton of talent with this kid uh, going to Golden State. Obviously, there's going to be no pressure for him to play um, anytime soon. So they're going to let him kind of do his thing and get right. He's only 19. Uh, he there, he'll turn 20. Uh, you know, mid-November, um, so very young there. Then they went, we talked about with the Hawks, they went and traded for Ryan Rollins, who's a guard out of um, Toledo, another uh, good shooter score type. This, they, these are kind of the guys with the the Warriors. They kind of, seems like they roll them off an assembly line yeah. um, there. And then they had uh, Gui Santos out of Brazil, um, a very interesting uh, young um, wing player uh, coming out of Brazil, but they sold that pick to the Milwaukee Bucks. So um, that's uh, what happened there, and that'll be executed, I believe, in the next league year because it's one of the few trades that has not gone official yet, and I think it's just the Bucks are out of cash in this league year. But uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. and Ryan Rollins, I think, are two – really good gets for this Warriors team that they're replenishing depth, you know, lower, uh, you know, down, down on their depth chart with younger guys instead of always uh, rolling with the vets, which is important if you're going to have sustainability, right? Uh, the, the rich get richer here because they have plenty of opportunity to develop Patrick Baldwin, to let him figure out exactly what it is that, um, that he's going to be to get his legs under him. And uh, I think that's a, that's a great opportunity for a young player Obviously had a rough season, but um, but the Warriors, good opportunity for him to uh, to reestablish himself as one of the top guys. Yep. All right, Houston Rockets, if not oh boy. the Detroit Pistons, uh, one of the big winners of, of the night, I would say. I feel pretty confident in that. Uh, obviously, they made their Christian Wood trade. Uh, none of the guys really coming to them. Maybe Boban sticks the other three, uh, Brown, Burke, and Chris. It'll sound like they'll be be waived they then traded uh the Wendell Moore pick uh that got sent uh, eventually to Minnesota uh who got that pick from Memphis uh and they got Ty Ty Washington but I'm very much burying the lead here Jabari Smith Jr. uh with the third overall pick he fell I guess I that feels weird to even say it that way yeah um but there were three yeah. top guys that were all yeah. kind of right there yeah, he landed in Houston. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's put it that way instead of saying he fell. Um, but yeah, and he he didn't seem happy he did <laughs> that not. he didn't go, um, which I think is probably a good thing for the Rockets. I I, I think you're gonna see him uh, come out with a little chip on his shoulder and fun subplot. Jabari Smith Jr. and the Houston Rockets 
played Paulo Bancaro in the Orlando Magic in the Open Night of Summer League. Yes. So let's see if he's got a little something uh, mm-hmm. for for uh, for for him. Um, we'll get we'll get into that a little bit more here too. But just to close the book on their night. They also got Tari Eason, who was a guy a lot of really smart draft people really liked. Uh, super duper athletic forward. Um, go go into them uh, with the seventeenth pick. So uh, some uh, total for the night. Jabari Smith Jr. Tari Eason and Ty Ty Washington. So uh, the pure point guard, the the super uber talented scoring forward, and then the athletic forward uh, fills positions of need too. Um, not only good players, but spots where Houston needed guys. I've got. A, I'll have a lot more to say about what happened when we get to Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Rockets were in a very simple situation. We said this from the get go. Whichever one of those three guys, Paolo, Chet, Jabari, whichever one is yep. there, that's the one they take. You know, I mean, it's just their decision was kind of just made for them sitting in the third spot. And I actually like the fit here really, really well for, for Jabari Smith. I know there was a lot of talk heading into the draft that they were getting Paolo, and then a line started shifting on that. Somebody knew something was going on, and obviously the order changed. And then we'll get into the Orlando Magic, kind of the draft day surprise, but. I like the fit here for Jabari Smith, and if he do, if he is upset, if he does have a chip on his shoulder, look, let's face it, guys have made careers off of that, right? I mean, they took yeah. that personally, yeah. like so. <laughs> That's this, it, right? This yep. could be this could actually be a blessing in disguise for both hey, Jabari Smith and the Rockets. Completely agree. Yeah, I think he's going to come in mad, um, you know, and but in a good way. Uh, one thing they didn't do, they didn't trade Eric Gordon. There was a lot of buzz going buzz. into the. To, to the uh, draft that they were going to move him to Philadelphia. My guess is that's off the table. We'll get to it because Philly picked up DeAnthony Melton. Um, so my guess is Gordon still probably gets moved um, somewhere. But Trevor, I'm going to just throw this at you because this uh-huh. is fun. Albert Uh-oh. Shingun, Jabari Smith Jr., Jayshon Tate, Kevin Porter, Jalen Green. That's that's fun. I, I, I'll watch that. The, Do you the, think? That's a fun group. How many of those guys play in summer league? I'm selfishly asking here. Um, definitely Smith, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Tate won't. Well, Green. If Green, Green does, that's going to be a very uh, like a cameo. It'll like, be like a one game thing. Yeah. Yep. Same with Shingun. My my guess is no. I I also don't know what his obligations are with the Turkish team yep. this summer. Um, so he may not even be available. But but that's uh, a, that's yeah. a fun team though. Mm-hmm. That's agreed. That's yeah, big time. for sure. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, and then right, and then Ty Ty Washington, Tarice, and and let's not forget Josh Christopher, Usman Garuba, uh, last year. So that's yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff to kind of like uh, with, with with these rockets. Um, you know, that's kind of going to be. I'm going to repeat similar ish thoughts. Um, when we get into Orlando and OKC too, mm-hmm. but I think the three you know, quote unquote, worst teams, heck, call it four. If we want to put Detroit in that group too, I think all four of them got much, much better uh, this uh, last night. I mean, I think a lot more fun too um, to, to watch moving forward. And that's really what we care about. Not better, but more fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Selfishly, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to disagree with you even, even a little bit on that one. Um, Something to keep an eye on just with picking up more forwards. Uh, Kenya Martin Jr. Sounds like maybe available via trade. Wouldn't be sure. a bad get for somebody mm-hmm. on a minimum deal. Yep. All right. Indiana Pacers. Um, 
quietish night. Didn't do anything with Brogdon or Turner. That was probably always a stretch at the draft. It was probably more of an offseason thing. Yeah, Brogdon for sure. Well, we'll see on uh, Turner, um, you know, what happens with him. But Indiana came away with three players. Uh Benedict Matherin uh, or Ben Matherin. I don't, that one's going to tell you, I got to find out what's official. I'll have to watch like an Indiana presser, find out what right. he actually goes by. I've seen um, both out there. Six. I've seen both. Yeah. Everywhere too. Um, <laughs> selfishly, I'm, I'm okay with Ben because it shortens everything. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Andrew Nemhard was drafted second senior off the board with the first pick of the second round. And then they bought, um, or bought, but traded a, a future second round pick uh, to get back in and get Kendall Brown of uh, Baylor, a forward um, late in the second round. And then they sold their final pick to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, that pick ended up being Hugo Besson, uh, the 58th and final pick. Reminder, we were short two picks this year because Miami right. and Milwaukee had them taken away due to tampering. But Matherin to, to Indiana, that's the real story here um, with the sixth pick. I, I like it. I think that's a good fit. You need wings and shooters around Tyrese Albert and start loading up. Yeah, absolutely. Can't argue with the pick there. Uh, again, wings have tons of value in the NBA right now. You need to have them. And then, like you said, if you're going to, what you want to do is make sure that you're putting pieces around whoever's going to be your guy or one of your guys that are going to complement them, that are going to allow them to to compound their their skill set. And that's what uh, a guy like Matherin can do with Halliburton. So I can't argue with this pick at all. And again, more moves are, are coming. Brogdon, certainly, that's on the way. And we'll see ultimately what the Pacers get for him. And we've heard so many different teams involved in talks for, for Brogdon. So who yeah. knows where that's going to go. And Andrew Nemhart gives you a little bit of cover because he's he's – Primarily probably a point guard uh, mm-hmm. in the NBA. So that gives you gives you a little bit of cover if you move on. From Brogdon, you've got him uh, with Hal Burton, right. along with TJ McConnell. Um, you know, so you you can make it work uh, with your backcourt combination. Don't sleep on Kendall Brown. I like him. He, he's a player. I know yeah. Sean uh, liked him quite a bit yes. uh, last night. And he was one of the guys he had as a target for the Lakers um, with, with that. Um that pick two of Mather and that kicked off a seven wings in a row um, off the board uh, stretch um, that we'll get into a couple of them uh, here in a little bit. All right, Clippers, this is the Trevor. This is where we start making up ground. That's right. Let's go. Musa Diabate, um, big man, big forward out of, uh, out of Michigan. Uh, we'll see either rostered at the back end of the roster or he'll be on a two way, mm-hmm. maybe a two way. They've got, they, they used a couple second rounders last year. If you remember on Brandon Boston Jr. and Jason Preston, uh, Preston missed the whole year, but they really like him. But, but Diabate, good. yeah, Boston looked good. He yeah, he can play. yeah, he can play. All right, we'll go to the Lakers because um, yep. I know we, they, they only made the one pick, but we'll spend a, at least a couple minutes here. Um, they they uh, traded it into the second round, uh, yep. starting the day without a pick. They traded a 2028 pick uh, to the Orlando Magic for 35, and they went with Sean's $50 winner, Mr. 50, Max Christie. How funny would it be if he wore the number 50 jersey? That'd be that, would be, that would be fantastic. We need to make that happen. We need to make yeah, that right. contact. You guys need to tell what we can do. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I guess it w- we'll get into the Christie pick in a minute. And they did okay already in two-way stuff. They got Scotty Pippen Jr., who I think is going to be pretty good. Um, I, I like him on a two-way. Um, anyway, Sharif O'Neal, we'll, we'll see. And then they picked up Cole Swider, um, yep. another guy, a big shooter, kind of forward with range. Um, there, so two good guys on a two way, but I was a little bit surprised. I thought they might buy back in and get another, uh, yeah, I thought uh, so too. 
especially when you had teams late that had multiple picks. Right. I, I thought they would, but I mean, in a way, they kind of did their work without having to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, what do they, you think I, I like him a lot. In fact, Sean just just texted me a clip of him sliding defensively and containing and then blocking a shot at the, at the rim. I know there's a Sean's fired up about his defensive potential and, and what he can be there. He's 19, very young, very skinny, uh, has to put on weight and everything. But uh, but essentially, the, it's a he's a three and D style wing who could potentially defend multiple positions. Kind of, I think, best case, you wind up with essentially like a Danny Green type player which if that's what you get at 35 that's absolutely absolutely fantastic yeah. uh his oh, nice. shot is is gorgeous it's beautiful his shooting motion is is so smooth um yeah. even though he didn't shoot the three well in college he shot the three well everywhere else and so there's belief that he is going to become a good shooter and he'll, he's also great in terms of his balance so he isn't just a spot up guy i think ultimately he can turn into a shooter that you can run him off of screens and get him the ball and have him pull up and shoot so i mean yeah. it could be a, it could be a great fit but He's going to take time again, 19 years old. He's got a lot of growing to do. Yeah. He's a young 19 too. Cause he, yeah. or he uh, doesn't even turn 20 until uh, mid February. So, um, so you're going to have, you're, you're going to be able to play the, he's only 19 card. Like, like uh, Celtics did with Jason Tatum uh, and continue to do now that he's, even though he's 24, he's only 24. Um, <laughs> he's still, it's still the joke is that he's only 19, but that's, you know, we'll, 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 we'll run with it. But yeah, I, I liked it too. I, I thought that was a good get. Uh, for yep. for the Lakers, uh, there, but uh, plenty more to come on the Lakers. I saw some, you know, they they we don't need a young project, but you kind of do. You you know, yeah, it's not bad. You know, even if Max Christie ends up your eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth guy on your roster, that's not a bad thing, right? You have him a little lower on your probably more thirteen to fifteen, um, but you know, lower on your roster, probably play some in South Bay, um, you know, develop them and do your thing that they've they've done all right with that in the past so i you know you, you need to at least some young development projects for sure yeah all right the memphis grizzlies from active night for the grizzlies um they had two first round picks they they flipped and moved and traded and did all sorts of stuff and still finished with two players picked in the first round um but they also picked up a player in the second round and they picked up Danny Green, kind of, sort of, we'll see. Um, but anyway, what they did in the draft, uh, Jake LaRavia, uh, out of Wake Forest, uh, uh, forward with range, can do a lot of different things. Think of kind of Kyle Anderson, but, you know, obviously clearly much, much younger. Um, I blew this on our live uh, show, but he is he is younger um, than, than I initially thought. There were reports, apparently. Somehow something happened where Google had him listed as 22. Yeah. Yep. And that was wrong. And they found out like just weeks before the draft and had to like yeah. tell everybody like, no, 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 no. He's not. He's 20. Like, cause that matters in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. I had him with yeah. a 1999 birth year and yeah. his, his birth year is actually 2001. Um, uh, David Roddy too. The, the other guy, that's the, the guy they got with the pick from Philadelphia, a rugged forward scoring kind of guy. He's kind of been the guy who's been great in college, but then those guys don't always translate to the pros, but, Memphis has had success with those guys in the past. So we kind of like him. And then they bought a pick from San Antonio um, with a future second. And they got Kennedy Chandler, um, a point guard. So I think what the Grizzlies did was, oh, I'm sorry. And then Vince Williams, uh, a wing out of VCU, uh, one of the four seniors drafted. Um, he went with the 47th pick. I guess that might be more of a two-way situation. 
But what Memphis did um, here was by virtue of trading DeAnthony Melton and then replacing him with cheaper salary, um, they kind of protected themselves or opened the door if they decide Kyle Anderson, thanks for what you've done. Moving yep. on. Tyus Jones, a little expensive for what we want to do. Moving on. They've kind of now added their depth um, behind those guys, plus things up. In Memphis, I, I don't know where what you've seen or not. If Maybe this is already out there. Maybe it's not. They can pretty easily create in the range of about $23 million in cap space, which is kind of terrifying. Yeah. Considering who do they, how who do good they that spend that on? Is. Yeah, that's the problem because you because you have to replace yeah. Anderson in theory. I I do think Kyle Anderson's gone. I think Zaire Williams played great as the year went along for them. I think he's ready for a bigger role. You added uh, Laravia and Roddy. One of those two guys I think can play a little bit more. Jones though, I think you have to keep. I, you just I, I that one I would struggle if they lost him just because I right we both love John Morant. But he's probably going to miss 20 to 30 games every year, just, you know, maybe 20 to 25, mm-hmm. um, just the way he plays, just so, you know, physical and almost a, a violent, uh, frenetic style. Um, I do think he's going to miss time. And Tyus Jones, is he's the best backup point guard in the league. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. He's going to get, and we've talked about this, he's going to get half of what Jalen Brunson yep. gets, and he's probably not that far off from what Jalen Brunson can provide you. So we'll see what also ultimately happens. I would like to see Tyus Jones stick with the Grizzlies because, because of John Morant's playing style. Like you said, that's mm-hmm. you need that, that backup there. Um, but if Kennedy like, Chandler develops over the sure. next couple, then you've got trade options. So yeah, I mean, Memphis is a lot of different ways. Memphis they can, can do some interesting that. things for sure. And, and they're they, smart, could, man. they could be the surprise team to do something mm-hmm. big ish. Yeah out yep. of the blue where you, yeah, you go, whoa uh-oh you know yep. all right sure we're halfway there well a little over because we already did the next so let's let's go let's do it uh miami heat nikola jovich not nikola jokic nikola jovich key distinction uh, a key distinction also a serbian uh player uh again a uh a 19 year old he does not turn 20 until june so super duper young uh, he, he he will be 19 for the entirety of uh, the, this this uh, season upcoming here. Um, but he is. Let's see what the Heat do with him. I there's some talk that maybe they try to stash him for another year. Uh, there's talk that he's going to come right over. Um, maybe ready, may, maybe not. We'll, we'll we'll see. But this just feels like one of those picks that, let's say, two three years from now, I'm like, man, how did the Heat? right again right does it doesn't almost feel that way yep yep and then we're gonna get a Jovic versus Jokic we're <laughs> yeah. gonna get that that right. battle well it's funny because at one point I think we all thought Denver might get him and then that yeah. just would have would have made a mess but just to give, give everybody a little bit of flavor on this kid this past season playing in the top level um in uh uh um the uh, Adriatic League he did um he averaged 12 points per game didn't shoot it great, only 41%, 31%. But here's what's exciting 4.7 rebounds, 3.6 assists. He's a legitimate 6'10, 6'11. And there's a belief he may also uh yeah, maybe another inch or two of growth in there. So um a lot of, a lot of not not only just the name, but there's a lot of Jokic comparisons that come. Um just you know, 
I think somewhat naturally uh, out of this kid, but yeah, we'll see. All Just right, the Milwaukee. That's what he's going to become. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't go. Let's not go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> put that on the kid, but right. um, but yeah. All right, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, busy night for for them. They 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 drafted a uh, Marshawn Bochamp, um, in the first round out of the G League Ignite again. Uh, keeping with the theme of the draft, well, another wing yep. uh, player who went um, six foot seven, good, good uh, uh, switchability, fun player. I think you know might might have something there. Again, we we haven't talked Dyson Daniels yet. We'll get into him in a couple minutes uh, when we do the Pelicans. But uh, Bochamp is another kid that G League night experience, so he's coming in a little bit more ready uh, to 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 be a pro. But with the Bucks. Got some wing depth, so they they should be able to allow him to uh, develop. And then they bought two picks, but two international players: Gui Santos, Hugo Besson, uh, Santos a wing out uh, of Brazil. Besson is a point guard out of um, France. Uh, it, it's probably more like Besson or something like that. But right. I, it's I'm very tired and it's, <laughs> it's a long show, so I'm not going to even bother looking it up. But uh, apologies, I will learn it. You Hugo Besson um, by by then. So, um, but anyway. Those two guys probably stay overseas, is my guess, uh, as stashes. But replenish your your stuff. The 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 Bucks didn't have really any stashed players, so um, most of the good teams do have at least one or two stashed players. But uh, Marshawn Bochamp, I kind of like for Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I mean, look, if you're gonna get again, I've said a bunch of times, if you're gonna gamble on something, it's best to do it on a, on a wing. And there were lots yep. of wings in this draft, so NBA teams took advantage. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Minnesota Timberwolves, super busy night for them. They moved moved a whole bunch of stuff around. What they landed and came out with is Walker Kessler, uh, seven foot one center out of Auburn. Uh, so really a true backup for Carl Anthony Towns. There's a lot of stuff. We've we talked a lot about it last night, talked about it in trade target talks uh for the Timberwolves. Um, but talking about playing towns at the four more, maybe ish. We'll see. Neither one of us, I think really likes that very much. No. Um, Wendell Moore jr. Out of Duke um, wing shooter. So another, another you know, wing, uh, you know, we, we should have made it a drinking game. Everybody would be hammered on a Friday. <laughs> every wing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Every wing. Yeah. yeah eat a wing, wing for every wing. The, our three hour show would have made it like an hour yeah. tops. <laughs> yeah. And we, we would have been in a lot of trouble too, because we probably have some lawsuits headed our way. That's right. uh, and then they traded for Josh Minot. Um, in, in a trade with the Hornets where they sent out uh, Bryce McGowan's. Uh, Minot was a highly rated kid coming out of uh, high school, went to Memphis, and then just kind of didn't do much at Memphis. So we'll, we'll see. That's a that's definitely an upside play uh, for the Timberwolves. And then with their final pick, they drafted Matteo Spagnolo, a guard out of Italy. We'll see if he's stashed. Again, probably likely. They did that initially with Leandro Balmaro a couple years ago and then brought him over eventually. But productive night for Minnesota, I think, um, considering they didn't give up a whole heck of a lot to get uh, the guys that they got. Now, I, I think Walker Kessler, if, eh, at a bare minimum, they've now landed themselves a really good backup. And eventually Nas Reed's probably going to price himself out of Minnesota. Yeah, agreed. And so having a guy built in ready to, to kind of take over that role, that's fantastic. Yep. And more comes in and that gives you cover if you want to move uh, one of the wings like like uh, Malik Beasley or, say, in a trade. Um, and all eyes now on a potential D'Angelo Russell trade. We'll see if that happens over the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks here. Yep. All right. New Orleans Pelicans. Sorry, my friend. Um, right. 
But the pick they got from the Los Angeles Lakers turned into Dyson Daniels um, at number eight. Then the Pelicans also got EJ Liddell uh, in the second round at number 41. And then Carlo Makovich, a player that they got to um, stash uh, Blakely overseas. He is a big man um, out of, uh, I think he might have played for the same team as Nikola Jovic. Um, But I I would need to check that. Um, But anyway, um, the first two guys. Uh, EJ Liddell, player a lot of people liked, um, yep. forward out of Ohio State. I think people were excited for him. Uh, yeah, they're also running out of roster spots, so that could be a two way. We'll see. Um, or they, you know, they might do so. Maybe they eat Garrett Temple's contract or something like that. But Tyson Daniels, I really like this pick for the Pelicans. I think this is another good, solid pick. I just think they're doing really good, good work building out that roster. Yeah, I mean they definitely are, and we and it's starting to pay off. I mean we saw the run that they made at the end of last season. If uh, Zion mm-hmm. is back and healthy as he's you know expected to be, it's going to be yet another team. I mean the West is going to be. It, I think it was a one year blip for the West where the West was easy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Making the playoffs in the West was easy, and that's just more of a shot at my Lakers than anything else. But um, but the West, no, you know, but the Clippers the- and the Trailblazers too. Sure, but but I mean they at least you know the Blazers traded away a bunch of guys. The Clippers had a ton of injuries, yeah. that, you know, knocked yes. out the guys. But but you could kind of fall backwards into the playoffs into the West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so much next year. Next year, yeah. once teams are healthy, my goodness, there's going to be really good teams that don't make the playoffs. Uh, now you've got teams like the Pelicans getting more established. They're adding a piece here in Dyson Daniels, on top of what they already have and, and the young talent that's developing. And CJ McCollum, of course, coming in, mm-hmm. they're going to be really good next year, and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch too. Yeah, I think Daniels too. I said I did. Uh, it was uh, called called they call it in the know, but it's no um, podcast um, uh, Pelicans podcast a couple weeks ago, and I said just pick the best player, whoever you think yeah. the best player is going to be. Doesn't mean the best player right now because you don't need them right now. They're already 10, 11, 12 guys deep. So Dyson Daniels is going to get lots of development time. Probably going to play a lot for my favorite team name in the world, the Birmingham Squadron. Like um, so he's, he's probably going to play quite a bit there. Um, but, yeah, uh, but we'll see. All right. Let's move to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, boy. Uh, whew, boy, did they do a lot. We promised we'd get back to them. So yeah. let's just run it down what they got, and then we'll, then we'll really dive into it. Chet Holmgren at number two. Uh, Usman Jang was the number 11 pick. They traded for him, traded three future firsts to, to get him. But it's what you can do if you're the Thunder, right? Because you got him, and they probably and some traded protections the, on those two. Yeah, they so. traded, I think, the three worst ones that they might yeah. have um, to, to get him. So, you know, good for them. Then they they <laughs> they did something that just makes me laugh. And it, it's probably not the, nearly the, as funny as my tired the, brain. The Williamses. Yeah, the Jalen Williamses. Yeah. <laughs> Both named Jalen Williams. So Jalen, J-A-L-E-N Williams, who is a wing guard player out of Santa Clara with the 12th pick. Then in the second round, they drafted Jalen Williams, J-A-Y-L-I-N, Jalen Williams, um, with the 34th pick in the second round center out of, man, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Arkansas, baby. Um, (laughs) Arkansas. <laughs> so I'm very, very tired. Um, <laughs> this is where we're at. So yeah, that but that what a mess that is gonna be, especially at Summer League. William, Jalen oh, Williams, yeah. Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams shoots, Jalen Williams scores, Jalen Williams rebound. 
Like it's just going to be oh, Jalen. Jalen Williams can pass to Jalen Williams. Yeah. For, yep. for a score. I mean, you can yeah, get exactly. an assist yeah. and a score both going to, to Jalen yeah. Williams. Um, now I am look- familiar with, with two J's with a Jason and a Jalen and two Williams is sure. with Robert and Grant, but the Jalen Williams and a, uh, Jalen Williams, that that that's a new one. So that that's Any, right up there with the Hornets having Cody and Caleb Martin. Both. Sure. So. Anytime that you can increase the likely likelihood that we revisit the which Brooks is it really <laughs> situation <laughs> discussions, you have to do it. So now in trade talks with the Thunder, it, <laughs> who do you, how do you know which one you yeah. traded for? Like that, yeah, which Williams, Jalen, yeah. right? No, which Jalen Williams, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, the Thunder, you know, there's hilarity that could be built in there. And then uh, you get Chet Holmgren, who he may wind up being the best guy, right? I mean, that's that's certainly the possibility is out there. Uh, I think he fits what they need on this team, too. And uh, I think he was always the guy that they were going to take it to, regardless of what Orlando was doing at one. As long as they weren't taking Chet, he was their guy. Um, and it Let makes me a lot ask of you sense. a question. Should yeah. that have been? Or when Jabari Smith Jr. didn't go first, should they have pivoted and taken him? What's your um, I think they need the shot blocking. Yeah, I, I think this one just balances things off yeah. a little better for, for them. They didn't really have a f- – because, I, I mean, I love Poku because just because he's goofy and he's fun and a lot of stuff, but he hasn't really developed, I think, the way they hoped. Right. Um, and everybody else there is just kind of a, you know, lottery ticket upside play um so yeah i i'm with you i like Holmgren for yeah. them i'm not big on drafting for fit over or drafting for need i guess is a better but it's way a, to put it's that. a tiebreaker yeah i think yeah exactly so i i honestly think now having the benefit of what 14 hours or so or whatever it has been um since everything wrapped up i think all three guys we'll get to bancaro in a minute when we talk orlando I think all three guys landed in the best spots for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can make that argument for sure. Yeah. Despite yep. how upset Jabari looked, I think you mm-hmm. can argue that he's in the best spot. Sure. For him. And I mean, again, we not to revisit it too much because we already talked about, but use that now, right? Go out there and, you know, kick some tail yep. with that. Um, but Holmgren, yeah. I mean, super fun. They're, they're going to be able to do a lot of fun stuff with lineups there. Um, I, I don't know about Usman Chang. He's very, very young. He's another one uh, young kid. He doesn't turn 20 until the end of May. Um, So he'll play all next year as a 19-year-old. So it's far from – we don't even know what he's going to be. I'm just not sure. I mean, he really shot like crap in New Zealand. Uh, And his numbers even in the French third division weren't that great. So uh, we'll we'll see. They weren't the highest value first, but still no. Thunder committed three future first yeah. to get him. Yep. So clearly they see something. They Remind see something. me to come back to that in case I forget, because I got a point on that too. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. They see something for sure. I really like guard Santa Clara, Jalen Williams, um, mm-hmm. a lot. This kid was a super duper riser during the draft process started yeah. out as a second round pick uh, was working his way into the you know, late first. Then you're starting to hear him in the late teens or twenties. And here he went at 12. Um, just get, give them one more wing ball handler, creator playmaker type in OKC mm-hmm. along with Gideon SGA. You've kind of got three semi interchangeable guys that you could play all play all three with Chet, and maybe one more sizable forward or center. And 
you you got something. And maybe that center becomes Jalen Williams, the center out of Arkansas, mm-hmm. who also I, I liked. I, he was one of the kids I fell in love with during the tournament because um, I thought, man, this kid's kind of funny. He, he can do some stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I you know, the Jeng one, meh, we'll see. Everything yeah. else OKC did, I'm, I'm high on. Can I go back to the draft picks just for Yeah, let's do it. So we've talked. This is related to Lou Dort, too. I'm going to tie this together. Okay. Um, we've talked a lot about Lou Dort and how the going in assumption was they would decline his team option, make him restricted, and hammer out a long-term deal. You know, 15 million a year, something like that. Then we started hearing a lot of news that they might opt them in and trade them. They might not even look to do a long-term deal. I think they're now with all that smoke. I think they're setting up for 2023 to be, we've got cap space galore. And I think by that point, they're going to say, we're ready. We're, we're going, we're, we're going to play hmm. now. Now it's time to start moving this thing forward. Um, I, I think this year, I think some of the stuff of, you know, SGA is kind of a bad foot. So we're going to sit them out, um, you know, for 20 game stretches and things. I don't think we're going to get as much of those. I think OKC is going to start pushing this year. I, I think they're still going to be bad, but I think that's more to your point. The West is super duper deep and it's yeah. going to be hard for them. Hard for Houston, who I think is also going to be trying to be better. I, it's going to just be hard to climb the standings. Um, but that's what I think happens um, with those guys. Cause I, I think we will see um, that's the way that plays out um, uh, with yeah. them. And then I think 2023, and I think wiping those, even if it wasn't only going to be one pick, maybe they get two of them, but getting those off the books that clears those off the books for 2023. Um, you've now, got basically just rookie scale guys and not much else it, they're they're doing something they've got a plan it, this is a two-year plan i think that really coalesced around the last few days and you have to at some point you have to you can't just accumulate assets assets right. forever you have to turn it into something yep. so if that's within in a two-year plan then uh okc's got a lot to be excited about then maybe the upset of the night okc didn't come away well, kind of, sort of, with, more with, with any extra picks. <laughs> they actually came away down picks. That's a, you know, That's they a shift. would not have picked that, right? Yeah. That is, is the thing that happened. All right, the Orlando Magic, my adopted hometown team, uh, pulled a fast one. They took Paolo yeah. Bancaro at number one. Uh, we, The odds makers were on to something, maybe, or got lucky or maybe unlucky. I don't I don't know. I don't know how that all turned out with all the betting, um, but they they – you know, went with Bancaro at number one. Uh, they sold the pick to the Lakers. They kept their other second round pick and they drafted Caleb Houston out of Michigan. We'll cover that one very quickly. He's just a shooter. Um, but again, wing shooters, you know, drink, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, add another one and you're good. But Bancaro at number one. I said this on our live show, but in case people didn't watch it, and I don't know that I expect people to watch the full three hours at this point, but check it out because we had a lot of fun um, if you're looking for something to do. Um, I said I like his playmaking for others, for the Magic. I think with him and Wendell Carter Jr. now, you have two bigs that you can run a lot of offense through, uh, take some of that burden off Franz Wagner, off Jalen Suggs, off Marco Fultz, off Jonathan Isaac, off of uh, Cole Anthony. Let some of those guys do some of that. You can run a lot of funky lineups, one big lineups with Bancaro or Carter. You can run the two of them together. I think 
he was the player I felt safest floor on while also having a super high ceiling. So I think Orlando got the best player in the draft. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let me ask you this. Why? Why not? Not why do they get the best player? Why all the smoke around taking Jabari Smith? Like, what was the yeah. like? It, I don't... it was amazing. And I think it, we will always <laughs> remember this draft as the, you know, this big swerve, right? Which is, yeah. I mean, I love this. I love that. It's usually kind of drama. Oh, yeah. It's usually yeah. just, we know who it is and okay, let's move on. And the draft starts at pick four and you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. And so this was a ton of fun that, Last minute, suddenly it's someone else and it's this big surprise and all that. Like, that's great. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done it because I think for the entertainment value, this was awesome. But strategically, what did they gain by doing this or what were they trying to gain? Maybe I'm having a tough time figuring out what advantage they gained by throwing everybody off and getting them onto Jabari Smith. Totally fair question. I don't know that it all came out of Orlando. I They are very buttoned up. They don't talk. They're, they they do their work super quietly. Um, I think back to the Vooch trade, the Aaron Gordon trade. We didn't know anything about those at, at all um, with, with that. Um, so I think it is uh, – I don't know that it came from there. I think there was a lot of assumptions made of it's Jabari Smith. That's the guy. That's who they're going with. That makes the most sense. Um, Woj earlier in the day on Thursday reported – yeah, it's firmed up. It's Smith, yeah. Holmgren, and Caro. And then it was, what, half hour before the draft? He started saying, oh, there's some buzz. And we opened the draft show not knowing, which to yeah. your point was a lot of fun, uh, more fun than it usually is. Yeah, for um, sure. The topic. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. They openly said they didn't work out Bancaro. Um, they did some, sounds like, meetings at points, but they were very quiet. Uh, I think you made this point on the live show. ridiculously incredible that nothing got out in this day and age, you know, where like you, I think you made the point, right? Everybody has a phone with a camera now. Like how did no one catch this? Um, How did, you know, the kid not tweet about it or, you know, post it on IG or anything. And yeah, I mean, the magic were right there. If it was purposeful, the only thing I can think of is they were trying to get Houston or OKC to trade up. To get Jabari. To, yeah, to get Jabari or to, you know, hey, we're going to trade up to to get maybe Ban, probably not OKC, but uh, if Houston really wanted Bancaro, because it did seem like they did, um, you know, we're going to trade up to, to get him. But yeah, I think, you know, whatever the case was, I think Orlando came away with, they came away with the player who's number one on my board 
Um, and I, I think it's great. I, I think I think they're on their way now. Not next year, but a couple of years from now. I think they're gonna be pretty good. Yeah, they're not they're not two years away from being two years away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not Bruno <laughs> Caboclo. You're no Bruno Caboclos anymore, man. Mark Deeks was tweeting about this. Like uh, we don't get any more of this, like two clips that look like somebody filmed it from a 19 there like a Nokia seven yeah <laughs> lock phone that's like you know the lens is all dirty <laughs> like we don't get any more of those it's kind of sad no um, you know now everybody all these guys are too well known you know <laughs> scout scout stop doing such a good job man it looks it's like it's the footage off. of of bigfoot from like the yeah. 50s or whatever that was <laughs> you know that's, that's yeah. what you've got like the Giannis ones remember it was like with Giannis yeah. like 10 foot rims like what, what what am i watching here you know is that is that dude does that guy you know is he keith smith sized where he's not six foot and fat like what is happening out here is that a janitor that guy's like, smoking what is yeah, that exactly, yeah exactly yeah yeah we, I, we need more stuff like that and then as mark put it too which really had me laughing is and i want to for i want to form opinions based on those that i will never change <laughs> which you know mad me absolutely rolling oh, all man. right speaking of rolling rolling on yeah uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, they made a move. They yep. went and got the Anthony Melton uh, from the Grizzlies. They traded Danny Green. We don't know yet. They had to guarantee at least five-ish million of Green's contract for next year to move him in that trade. That trade is official. We just have not seen those details. I, I looked shortly before we started recording. I've not seen anything yet on those. And they also traded the 23rd pick. Uh, Daryl Morey trading a draft pick was basically the lock of all locks Yep. Um, in the draft that we, you know, if you didn't know that one was coming, then, you know, I, I don't know what you're doing here. Um, but yeah, but Danthe Melton, I like it. That's a good pickup for Philly. Yeah, absolutely. I like him a lot. I liked him in the draft a few years ago. I thought he's he's grown and uh, showed a lot in Memphis this year. So that's a nice pickup for uh, for Philly. And look, they're a team that needs to win right now, and they got a guy yep. who's ready to play right now. It makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, they were not. There was nobody they were getting at 23 who was going to help them. I already have Jaden Springer, who I don't even know that he'll stick. He could be thrown into a deal later. And I don't think Philly's done. They're whether it's signed PJ Tucker or they do something else, but they did take on some money beyond what they could have given Green's non guarantee. We'll see. My guess is Memphis just eats whatever the guaranteed amount is, just roster spots are becoming an issue for the Grizzlies. So I think that's the way that'll go down, but but we'll see uh, where that one goes. All right, Trevor, we make up more time with the Phoenix right. Suns who did nothing. All right, no picks. way to do nothing. Out. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, that's the story, uh, right? That's, uh, you know, probably for a single free agent in this draft class that is not Kyrie Irving. Um, that's probably the biggest story, um, that we're, we're waiting for a resolution on. So, yep. um, all right. Portland trailblazers, uh, didn't do much. Um, uh, as far as, you know, movement and all this sort of stuff, they did the Jeremy Grant acquisition. We already broke all that down, but then in the draft, they drafted Shaden Sharp, mm -hmm. uh, kind of the man of mystery. Yep. Um, did not play last year um, at Kentucky. Uh, really athletic kid, incredible scorer at the prep level. Um, looks like he's probably going to be a big time player. He's a Canadian kid too, which I think we had back to back Canadians drafted a two times, maybe three times in this draft, which is kind of fun too. But um, yeah, let's see what happens with Shaden Sharp. The, here's my issue with this pick though. This is moving in opposite directions yep. with him and Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant is a let's win, let's try to get better, let's try to get back to the playoffs. Shaden Sharp is a, 
hey, let's develop and really work on this. And that that's weird to me. I was surprised this pick didn't get moved. I thought it would be moved for, for more win now help. Uh, this was also back-to-back alliter- alliterative names, Shaden Sharp and Dyson Daniels. Yes. So you've got yeah. that going there. Yeah. You know, Maybe just like for a little bit of that. Mystery sake, yep. sake. But, um, <laughs> but no, I, you know, when I, when this pick was first made, I thought, what, why would you do that? Why would you not get, you got the guy who's the mystery guy who the, in theory, the floor is very low and ceiling is very high. You need to win right now with Damian Lillard. Shouldn't you get more of a, a sure thing? Isn't that what you should be looking for? But then, you know, as the night went on and I'll admit this was after we went off our show, the thought dawned on me. Mike Schmitz is working with the Blazers. Yeah. Now. Yep. Like, yep. And so same, I, I, same. I think because yep. of that, I need to give this pick the benefit of the doubt here. Mm-hmm. If he winds up being a guy, then, then the Blazers are in really good shape moving forward. Yep. I had the same exact thought. It was actually this morning uh, when I woke. That's probably not a good thing that I admit that was one of the first things I thought about when I woke up. First thing I thought about when I woke up was Shaden Sharp and Mike Schmitz. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, oh, Mike. I've, we, we've got problems. Here now. Um, <laughs> I do. I will say this, too, for Portland. They, they were much later picks, but Anthony Simons and Asir Little, late picks, both developed, both became really good players. So I'm not going to bet against Portland's development system either um, there, even though it is some new new folks uh, in there, but they've done well with uh, with um, scoring guards in the past and getting them into being uh, uh, playable guys within a, let's call it a relatively short window. So, you know, if they fill it out well enough, it's not going to mean anything because then, you know, he can do his thing. One thing to keep an eye on though, they don't have a G League team, so that's a little weird. But yeah. um, but yeah. And then they traded uh their their other second round pick. Um, and then their last second round pick, they drafted Jabari Walker. Um, I know uh, you had him a little bit on your radar because son did, of sure. uh, former NBA player, Samaki Walker, uh bouncy athletic forward out of Colorado. Um, we'll see what he does for Portland. My guess is he's probably on a two-way. All right, Trevor, we're getting down to it, my friend. Uh, we got it. five teams left. We're going to whip through them. Sacramento Kings. Um, the let, Well, Keegan Murray picked that four. We're going to spend a bunch of time on that. Then they sold, uh, didn't sell, but traded away uh, both of their second-round picks. They traded the 49th pick to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, they got Sasha Vezenkoff, who they do think maybe will come over. I had a nice year uh, last year, I believe, playing for Olympiacos in Greece. Um, and then they traded their other uh, second-round pick, which was the Jaden Hardy pick. Uh, to the Dallas Mavericks, and then that one they picked up two second-round picks in 2024 and 2028 um, in that one. But Keegan Murray over Jaden Ivey, uh, what say you, Trevor Lane? I mean, I, I think this is the part of the draft where you don't go fit over over upside, over talent, and I worry that that's what they did here. Um that's not to say, but I mean, it's it's not like a huge reach because Keegan Murray. What I mean, the even the lowest mock he was maybe what six or seven, right? So yep. it's not like it's not like they grabbed a guy who was at like thirteen or yeah, something 10, like that because or, of, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So yeah, they didn't make a crazy I, pick, right? So I don't I don't hate this. I thought Jaden Ivey was the guy there, but again, it could be proved wrong. I, so I don't like the natural instinct is oh the Kings they screwed it up, right? But 
Keegan Murray's really good, and so I can't fault them too much for this, and it's possible it winds up being the right pick. I just had Jaden Ivey ahead, but again, if there really wasn't a workable trade, I'm surprised they didn't trade down with it, but maybe there just wasn't anything out there that made sense, and if that's the case, okay, then then get your guy and, and move on. Mark it down roughly the one hour and 15 mark. Trevor and Keith disagree. Oh. I like Keegan Murray better than I like Jaden Ivey. Oh, okay. I I think Keegan Murray's going to be great. I, I I really do. Just watching this kid play just feels like he has that it factor, that feel as a scorer. I think um, he's going to fit in really well with, on a team where most of the offense is going to be driven by DeMontis Sabonis and uh, uh, De'Aaron Fox. Um, I think he'll, he'll be better as a cutter. Um, I think he's going to shoot it pretty well in time. I think eventually we're going to look back. I think Jaden Ivey is going to be super good too, but I think this might be one much like the top three guys, right? And then there's kind of the tear break. I think we're going to look back and say, you know what? Murray and Ivy both went where they should have gone. Yeah. Like not necessarily in order, but to the teams. Um, and that, that part I feel pretty good about. I, I really like Keegan Murray. All right. Well, landing spot certainly matters. He'll have some opportunities there in Sacramento to, to show what he can do. And, I mean, who knows? A very well. I mean, like like Scotty Barnes, right? Last year, that yep. pick was was questioned also at four, and turned out to yep. obviously be be the correct pick. Yep, absolutely. All right, moving on to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Spurs had three first rounders. <laughs> no surprise, no trades. Kept them all. Uh, they drafted Jeremy Sohan uh, at nine. Um, that was a pick I called. I think live on air before. Yeah, you did. That like it was going to be. Uh, the pick, Malachi Brown at number 20, and then Blake Wesley at number 25. And then in the second round, uh, their second round pick, they they traded Kennedy Chandler uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies uh, for a 2024 pick. That actually is your Lakers uh, pick um, in 2024 is going to huh. go to the Spurs um, from the Grizzlies. So um, anyway, going into their first rounders, the three guys, here's what this has me thinking the Spurs have a crap ton of two guards now. Yeah, they do. Um, they've got, let's just think in the last couple of years, they have drafted Joshua Primo and Devin Vassell. Yes. Both can play the three, but so can Branham. So can Wesley probably, um, but you've still got Lonnie Walker. Here's what I think is going to happen now. I think the Spurs, no pun intended, are going to get going to let Lonnie Walker walk. I don't even think they're going to give him the qualifying offer. Okay. And I think that is going to turn into the Spurs having over $30 million in cap space uh, this, this, this summer, which was not necessarily where I expected them to be, but I think they're, they, they loaded up. I mean, you, you, you just don't need that many guys at the same position. Um, it's yep. just, it, it's too many to, you know, you can't make it work uh, finding minutes for all those guys, especially since, only Vassell is really kind of a three, and none of them are really ones. So uh, we'll see what happens with DeJounte Murray. There was a ton of stuff. I think DeJounte Murray was enjoying it. He was. <laughs> he, was he definitely was. Emojis and the popcorn emoji and yep. all sorts of stuff. So I think he was having himself a good time. But uh, as far as the players, I like all three guys for the Spurs. I think Sohan's going to be really good eventually. I, I think um, he's, I he's think a Spursy guy. Yeah, that's it. I think he's ready to defend right away. He uh -huh. kind of just knows how, how and where to be cutting and moving off ball. I think Branham has some ball skills that are pretty good uh, for a guard. And then I think Blake Wesley um, is just another kid that can play um, too. So I think San Antonio is now – they're going to be working. Let's see what they do, man, because this is 
you know, if you have 30 million in space, that could just be Atlanta. You want off John Collins? All right, we'll take him. What do you want? Right. right. And you know, let, let's go. So, yeah, I'm very, very interested in the Spurs, which is not something we always say uh, going into the offseason. Well, that kind of cap uh, space, like, like you're saying, it doesn't have to be like we look at the free agent class, there's not much out there, but it doesn't have to be used on a free agent. You could use it to right. absorb some salary. Yep. So, especially if you're going to try to offload some of these guys anyway. Yes. The Spurs could be setting themselves up for something big. Like this is another team that could do the out of the blue. Whoa, they got that guy. How did that happen? Type of type of we could have that moment in a few weeks from the Spurs. One thought I had too was what if they traded DeJounte Murray, then used the cap space and signed Tyus Jones? And now you oh. get Tyus Jones, maybe John Collins, Keldon Johnson, all these guard wing kind of guys. Sure. You've got something fun. Maybe maybe they get in DeAndre Ayton Derby. That's uh, interesting with, idea. With this. Maybe, maybe they could do Ayton into a uh, cap space and send Pirtle back and then still have some cap space to play with after, um, potentially. Maybe. Well, we'll see. It's just, yeah, like I said, Spurs aren't always interesting, but certainly are this summer. All right, Trevor, we want to make up ground again. Let's the do Toronto it. Raptors. One pick in the second round, number 33. They drafted Christian Coloco out of Arizona, uh, seven foot one center. Just the kind of guy the Raptors have had in the past and done well with a big uh, center who can do some stuff. He's athletic. He can block some shots. It's a lot of different things uh, this kid can do. So I think, um, you know, I like that pick uh, for the Raptors. Um, we'll see if anything comes with OG and Anobi. Didn't happen at yeah. the draft, but doesn't mean it's not going to. It was funny. I saw somebody saying, Shaden Sharps from Canada. That, that means he's going to get traded for OG and Anobi. <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? At this point, I I'm guess. really you know, happen, I mean, right? Yeah, you couldn't have told me a few weeks ago that Kyrie Irving might sign the taxpayer mid-level somewhere, and now I'm exactly. Like, I don't know, I guess. All right, Utah Jazz, they did nothing at the draft. All right. No picks. They didn't do anything. Uh, we'll see, right? It sounds like they, I'm not going as far as saying Rudy Gobert is gone, but, yeah. man, they are open it, for business. In Utah. They're going to do something. Sounds like basically everybody bought Mitchell, right? Uh-huh. Sounds like it. Sounds like, and I think I think teams will be continuing to check in on Mitchell to see if that if that wavers at all. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, all right. And then the Washington Wizards to close this out. Johnny Davis at number 10. He's a combo guard-ish. He's not really a point guard, more of a two. Um, doesn't really have the size to play the three, but you know, not bad. I think they're there. It was a good pick at 10. I think he was probably the best value left on the board at number 10. And then all the way down to number 54, they drafted Yannick Zoja. Um, he is definitely out of the Congo, uh, de the democratic Republic of the Congo to be clear um, with that. And he is going to be stashed overseas though. They, they said that in their uh, Tommy Shepard said that in their post uh, draft uh, media session, I believe it was Tommy Shepard. If it wasn't, it was the assistant GM, but that was said that he will be a stash, but Johnny Davis uh, to the wizards, maybe a little cover or something happens with Bradley Beal, but maybe could play alongside Bradley Beal. There's a lot of stuff coming out of Washington that they might move Beal more on ball and play him at the point guard. If they can't get a point guard, I I think there's a chance, especially if Beal's back, I think that might be where Malcolm Brogdon lands. I, I, just, I have a feeling um, yeah. that, that could be where he goes. But I, I still like Davis, no matter what. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, I don't know about the Beal and Davis fit, and that's where if you get in a point guard and Davis is your backup, that makes a little bit more sense. 
But um, I, I think they're going to try to find a point guard. I mean, you could find – I think they'll be able to find somebody to run the point sure. for them uh, yeah, this offseason. Uh, you know, wh- whether or not it's a Malcolm Brogdon or, or whatever, somebody else. We've heard Kyle Kuzma's name out there in trade talks, KCP as well. Um, I think they'll get somebody. They'll get somebody, and then uh, and then we see what happens with, with Bradley Beal. You know, he opted out, but as I've been saying, him opting out does not mean he's leaving Washington. That was just yep. that was going to happen no matter what. So yep. that's the big thing: is what happens with Beal. Does he, you know, resign, which we expect him to stay with the Wizards, mm-hmm. and then they go from there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what was your, I guess, biggest surprise that didn't happen? Uh, Portland not moving number seven. Yeah, I thought I, think I thought for sure that was going to happen. I think that one, and I think I had bought into the John Collins stuff that he was getting moved yeah. uh, at the draft too. So um, I still think I think we're now so far down the road with John Collins. I don't know how you bring him back. Like that starts to turn into one of those. Hey, welcome back. We we never wanted to trade you, buddy. <laughs> no. you know, like that feels a little like uh, you know. Don't be crazy, man. Those, those yeah, were right? just rumors. None of yeah, that's true. Yeah. At all. Come on, pal. Yeah. There's your locker right there. Oh, don't 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 mind that stuff got packed up. It's okay. We <laughs> we just made it clean for you. What? Um, no, your name your nameplate got removed. What? No, yeah, that can't yeah. be right. No, we'll talk to housekeeping. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, OKC not coming away with extra picks sure. just feels weird right after years of seemingly that's all that they did um, all around. All right. So without doing full winners and losers, who who did you really feel good about after? I felt good about the top three because I felt like they all got guys that fit what they wanted, even though it got shuffled a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think they all got guys that they wanted. Uh, New Orleans, I thought, did did very well. Once I landed on the Mike Schmitz thing, I thought, okay, Portland may have something here, even if it isn't a long-term fit. I'm interested to see what that looks like. Um, Detroit. Detroit. Oh, yeah, of course, Detroit. Detroit was absolutely fantastic. Uh, what they got, they could be setting themselves up very, very nicely for the future. Yeah, I think those are the main teams that I looked at and I thought, okay, this – they really made some some nice moves here on uh, on draft night, and I, I commend OKC too. You know the the Jang pick. You know if, if that's the guy that they think is going to do things for them, I commend them for. Yeah. You know they took all those assets. They didn't just you know not do anything with them. They seized the opportunity. They spent what they needed to to go get their guy. Again, we can criticize whether or not that should be their guy, but there's been too often where we've seen teams who haven't taken the opportunity to go get the guy that they want, and uh, and OKC did it. They pulled the trigger. I liked Memphis setting themselves up to to pivot with spots of their roster potentially. That Minnesota turning one uh, pick at nineteen into two potentially rotation players uh, worked out pr- pretty good for them as well. Is there anybody that jumps out at you that just I you didn't like their their night? Um, I mean, I'm kind of. I tend to look at things from an optimistic perspective. <laughs> so I, I tend to look at it and say, okay, I kind of, I kind of like what teams did here. I, I know Knicks fans are upset right now with what the Knicks did. And I understand, but the caution there, look, if, if they clear all this cap space, they could put themselves in a lot of trouble. Like if, if Jalen Brunson becomes $25 million a year plus that it could wind up being a bad contract. And I don't want to, I don't want it to be. I want good things for Jalen Brunson, you know, but it could be. The Knicks made a lot of moves, 
lot of fans weren't happy with the moves they made in terms of just the value they got. It depends on what they do with this cap room that they've got now. That's going to determine ultimately whether or not this was a success for them. But I could see where maybe a little bit of a rocky draft night could be compounded into something even worse mm -hmm. if they don't spend their cap space on the right guy or if they give that guy a contract that is, that is too large and they'll wind up with a bad deal. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only one where I'm a little like, all right, let's see, you know, yeah. what 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 comes of it. The the Portland one, I'm with you, you know, with the whole Mike Schmidt, Shaden Sharp connection. It just still feels a little weird because it just feels like the Jeremy Grant acquisition, that draft pick are moving opposites uh directions away from each other. So I feel a little odd about that one still, but but we'll see. The, my main thing is and maybe it's just because I am being optimistic. I didn't come away from this being like, oh God. They blew it. Yeah. Like this team, what what a mess of a night. I just, you know, I even even some of the picks, like if it was eh, it was maybe a little early. I don't feel like anybody was like, that's you know, 20 picks too early or anything like that. There none of that stuff jumped out at me. I think surprise maybe. I, I really thought the Lakers would use the rest of their cash to buy a second, second round pick. Um, but you know, they're, it's, it doesn't seem like we're seeing them go for straight cash as much anymore. Um, and they're they're starting to run out of tradable second round picks to, to move to along with a pick. So, you know, maybe that was part of it as well. And, and you, you, you need to balance. They're not going to put too many kids. You know, on right. the back of the, the end of the roster in development. And you've already still got I still keep Talon Horton Tucker in that range. He's still a developmental guy to me to some extent. Now you've got Max Christie, you've got Austin Reeves. You're not gonna go crazy with mm -hmm. you know continuing to add, you know, a bunch of guys at the end of the roster. But it's uh that was maybe a little bit of a surprise, but not did, did by no means am I like, well, they blew it. Like, you know, what a terrible night. Like it's not not at all. So uh, yeah, all around fun night. Um, you know, had a blast on the live show. That was Again, shouts to Sean. Sean was a uh, great. I thought he'd go for him. We will next year we'll get Sean on earlier. Uh -huh. Um, in the like in the draft week to talk about some of the prospects coming up. And then uh, you know, I'm very, very happy to have him join us again uh on the uh draft show. And then we'll be coming back live in a little well a week. Um week. Yeah. yeah, June 30th, uh, 6 p.m. Everything opens. We will be live later in the evening. Uh, well, we I think we did all right last year, kind of picking. All right, I think it's kind of slowing down. It's kind of di dying down. Right. And, and, get and we'll do it around some Lakers Nation live shows will be yeah. sprinkled in there, too. But we'll, we will get all that sorted out. Yeah. 
yeah, all yep. that'll come. You guys know where to find it. We'll tweet it. We'll put the link on the uh, YouTube channel. And then, as always, if you can't catch us live, you'll you'll catch us uh, you know the next day in in podcast form or, or on YouTube. But yeah, uh, look at that hour and a half. We didn't go two hours this year. We we did it. My that's friend. right. That's right. <laughs> we we uh, we trimmed nice down the the time and uh, made it happen. So that's it. And good, if you listen stuff. at one point five times speed, like I do, you're 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 going you're going to get through this in an hour. So that's right. Mow the lawn and you're you're done. We have to mow happy. the lawn. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the draft. Now we look forward to free agency, which promises yeah, to be we... very active, very interesting. We've been talking about the summer of the trade. It's going to happen. We're going to see a lot of moves being made. So make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on those notifications. And on the podcast side, make sure you do leave us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya. And stay safe. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.